Welcome to this message from Eastwood Baptist Church, one church with two locations in Bowling Green and Alberton, Kentucky. To learn more, visit eastwoodbc.org. Now, may the Lord bless you in the hearing of His Holy Word. We turn our attention to Scripture for a few moments tonight. The world had no clue what was about to happen. Think about it for a moment. As Mary and Joseph came into Bethlehem, the Bible says that there was no room for them in the inn. And we can use our imagination a little bit to figure out that they probably knocked on a few doors along the way and said, can we stay here? No. They kept turning them away. No. But don't you think that if they were watching and waiting, if there are people who are watching and waiting for Jesus, they would have surely said, yes, please come be born in my house. Now this season, we're walking through a series that we're calling The Weary World Rejoices, which is a line out of the Christmas song, Oh Holy Night. And as you think about the world today, there is plenty to be weary about, especially here in 2020. But as bad as sometimes it seems like it is, in our situation, the situation just over 2,000 years ago in the nation of Israel, there where Jesus was born, gosh, it was even more bleak. Let's just be honest for a moment. It was bad. But there were men like Simeon that we see here in Luke 2 who were looking for the consolation of Israel. They were, he was waiting for Jesus. Now the word consolation there, that's not a word that we use a lot. But the word consolation means the provision of comfort to a person or a people who have suffered. And so we read there in Luke 2.25. Now there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. And this man was righteous and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was upon him. Now, as you think about the nation of Israel, man, they needed some consolation. In fact, they had had about a thousand years at this point of this roller coaster that, that had more downs than ups. The nation of Israel, as you look at history, it had reached its pinnacle in the days of King David and then his son, King Solomon. But from there, it was downhill in so many ways. The nation divided into the northern kingdom of Israel or Ephraim and the southern kingdom of Judah. And that northern kingdom of Israel, it it rapidly spiraled down until God destroyed it through the nation of Assyria around 700 BC, wiping it off the face of the planet. But the southern kingdom, the kingdom of Judah, it, it fared a little bit better, but God sent powerful prophets to help them along, calling the kingdom back to faithfulness. Major prophets like Isaiah and Jeremiah and Ezekiel. And they spoke of hope. It was the prophet Isaiah who around 700 BC spoke into the life of Judah there. That oracle from God about the messianic hope found in Jesus. Do you all remember that in Isaiah 9? Listen to what the Bible says. Isaiah 9 verses 1 through 7. But there will be no gloom for her who was in anguish. Think about this idea again of Simeon waiting for consolation, waiting for comfort. But there will be no gloom for her who is in anguish. In the former time, he brought into contempt the land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali. And in the latter time, he's made a glorious way to the sea, the land beyond the Jordan, Galilee of the nations. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwelt in a land of deep darkness, on them light has shone. You've multiplied the nation. You've increased its joy. They rejoice before you as with joy at the harvest, as they are glad when they divide the spoil. 
For the sake of his burden and the staff of his shoulder, the rod of his oppressor, you've broken as on the day of Midian. For every boot of the trampling warrior in battle tumult and every garment rolled in blood will be burned as fuel for the fire. For to us, a child is born. To us, a son is given. And the government shall be on his shoulder and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and of peace, there will be no end. On the throne of David and over his kingdom to establish it and to uphold it with justice and with righteousness from this time forth and forevermore, the zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. That's hope right there, right? That's consolation being prophesied for the people of Israel. But Israel didn't listen. They continued to be disobedient. And so around 600 BC, God had had enough of Judah's disobedience. And he decided to discipline them. Not destroy them, but discipline them. And so he brought Judah into captivity there in a nation called Babylon, which was soon conquered by the nation of Medo-Persia. And uh, even though about 70 years later, God moved in the heart of the king of the Medo-Persian Empire to let the people return back to Judah, the people were not free. You talk about a roller coaster that just keeps going down and down further. They were vassals of Babylon, then they were vassals of Medo-Persia, and then Greece came in and conquered the land then after Medo-Persia, and so they were vassals of Greece. And then finally, when we come to the New Testament, they are vassals of which nation? The nation of... Help me out here. The nation of Rome, right? That's who controlled the land of Israel there as you come into the New Testament. But all throughout that, God wasn't silent. God spoke to them. Again, he sent prophets to help the people go forward and and interject hope into their life. And even, even after they returned into the land and began to rebuild Jerusalem and to rebuild the temple, God sent more prophets, prophets like, Haggai and Zechariah and Malachi. But the prophecy of Malachi around 400 to 500 BC was the last word from God for four to 500 years. At that moment, heaven became silent. Now, Israel continued to go on this roller coaster of ups and downs and all around. But God sent no other prophets. For almost 500 years, the people heard nothing from God. They were weary. They were longing for consolation. And finally, here as we turn into Luke chapter 1 and Luke chapter 2, we see God begin to do something. We see all heaven Breaking loose, right? Angels began to appear and declare that God was about to do something. And right there in that manger, there in the city of Bethlehem, the almost 500 years of silence from heaven was broken with the cry of a baby in a manger. God in the flesh had spoken. Jesus, the Son of God and the Son of Man, had been born. And just a few weeks later, when it was time to present Jesus there in that temple, God, uh, uh, the temple of God there, Mary and Joseph, they took Jesus, and there in that temple they met a man 
who had been waiting for the consolation of Israel, this righteous, this old man named Simeon. And here's what we read in Luke chapter 2, verse 22 through 32. And when the time came for their purification according to the law of Moses, they brought Jesus up to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. As it's written in the law of the Lord, every male who first opens the womb shall be called holy to the Lord. And to offer a sacrifice according to that which is said in the law of the Lord. A pair of tur- a turtle doves or two young pigeons. Now there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. And this man was righteous and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel. And the Holy Spirit was upon him. And it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. And he came in spirit, in the spirit into the temple. And when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him according to the custom of the law, he took him up in his arms and blessed God and said, so Simeon takes this baby Jesus into his arms. He says, Lord, now you are letting your servant depart in peace according to your word, for my eyes have seen your salvation that you prepared in the presence of all peoples. A light for revelation to the Gentiles and for glory to your people, Israel. Simeon, y'all, was amazed because what he had been waiting for for so long had finally arrived. And after a thousand year wait, a thousand year wait, and almost 500 of those thousand years were silent from heaven. Simeon was holding in his hands the constellation of Israel. He was holding in his hands Jesus. Beloved, you need to understand tonight that Jesus is the consolation, the comfort of Israel. He's the comfort of Israel, the peace of Israel, but not just Israel, but also the consolation of the entire world. You see, although the world is weary, The weary world can rejoice because Jesus has been given. And so I say to you this Christmas, in Jesus, there's comfort, there's hope, there's peace. In Jesus, there is forgiveness and redemption. In Jesus, there's plenty of reason for this weary world to rejoice. And so this Christmas, may you rejoice in the consolation of Christmas. Your eyes tonight have seen through the eyes of Simeon God's salvation in person. Jesus is exactly, this evening as you think about the weariness of your soul, the longing of your soul, Jesus is exactly what your soul is longing for. And you may not even realize that. Jesus is exactly what your soul needs. So I pray that in him, you would all have the merriest of Christmases. Hi there, this is Pastor Ben. I have something really important to ask you, but first, I want to say thank you for taking the time to make this digital connection with us through our podcast. 
I hope the message you just listened to was a blessing, but an even greater blessing than this digital connection would be for you to connect with us in person this coming Sunday at one of Eastwood's two campuses where we get the joy of living life together in Jesus' name. And now for that really important question, which is the most important question you'll ever answer. Where do you stand before God? Now, based on what you've done, the straightforward answer is that you stand guilty and condemned before God. You are a sinner who completely deserves God's wrath forevermore in hell. And I deserve the same thing also. I mean, every person does. Guys, that's terrible news. And even worse is the fact that there's nothing you can do in and of yourself to change that. You need a Savior. But I have good news. God loved the world so much that he sent Jesus to be your Savior. Jesus came and lived the perfect life that you cannot live, and he stood condemned on the cross, dying the death you deserve. And three days later, Jesus was raised from the dead to prove to everybody that he is indeed the Savior of the world. And now Jesus longs to change your standing before God by making a trade with you. He desires to take what you've earned, which is the wrath of God in hell, and to give you in return what he has earned, which is the blessing of God in heaven. When this trade happens, instead of standing guilty and condemned before God, you will stand forgiven and righteous with the promise of everlasting life. So what must you do to have your standing before God changed? First, admit to God you are a sinner. Second, hate your sins. Turn from them and ask God to forgive you. And finally, turn to Jesus in faith and love, putting your complete hope in Jesus' life, death, and resurrection, and follow him until the day you die. Wherever you are listening to this podcast, Jesus is ready to make this trade with you. And I pray that you would trust in Jesus and be saved. Thank you again for connecting with us, and I hope to see you soon at Eastwood Baptist Church.